You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. Again, some have come to church to keep quiet. <laughs> you know, we spoke about that on Wednesday. There are those who come to church to keep quiet and to quench the fire of other people. When somebody says amen beside them, they look at the person. Are you all right? <laughs> Hallelujah. But they do not know that the Bible says in Romans 4, 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. The spirit of God cannot move in an atmosphere of gloom and doom. Ah, we had Thanksgiving last Sunday and it was awesome, right? Even though we all came here to worship, I still found it in the first 15 minutes. You don't know what preachers go through at times. I was trying to break the ice because some people have that spirit of heaviness. It's a spirit. It's a spiritual condition. And when we come to church every Sunday, it must be broken. There is what is called spirit of heaviness. So Isaiah 61 says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to pray the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison door to them that are bound. <laughs> to proclaim the acceptable year of the land, the avengers are God. That says to comfort, comfort, to comfort those who mourn in Zion. This is the sad part. It is Zion. The city of the king. But some are still mourning in Zion. And the Bible says, garment of praise. Instead of oil of gladness for mourning, garment of praise. Instead of spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Is that which makes a man to just sit down? When they say hallelujah, he can't say hallelujah. Glory to God, he can't say glory to God. All those terms and terminologies are very effective. They are necessary for the move of the spirit. The spirit does not move until it senses joy in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, so when they ask you to say amen, let your amen be the loudest. There is a reason for it. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. You know, read this on, on, on Sunday. That place we read in, I will start from there. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47. That's a, a verse that should make every believer to consider what we are saying. God is not a man. And things that might not be very important to men, they are important to God. Hallelujah. And it is by his word that we know what his standards are. The Bible says, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with what? The argument here is not about the fact that they did not serve God. They served him but not wait. Remember we read this on Sunday. And we read from Hebrews chapter 12. The Bible says, let us come towards the, the last two verses. 
that let us receive grace that we might serve God in an acceptable manner. So it is not enough to serve God. It must be served acceptably. And the Bible tells us how to serve him acceptably. It must be done in joy and in gladness. Hallelujah. He said, if you don't serve God with gladness, then you serve your enemy. That's, that's huge. With gladness. With joy. The, all I want to say this morning is, I don't know whether I should say the spirit upon and the spirit within, but I should say atmosphere for miracle. There is an atmosphere that is needed for the miraculous to take place. Now, I, I told them, oh, I, I told them on Wednesday, check crusade ground. And this is on two things I want to build this message on this morning, even though I'm addressing us for a very short time, because we are going to have a superb Christmas carol this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, many things will change before you come back in the evening. There are still some changes that will go on inside the church. Now, listen. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? Mm. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, the spirit upon, the spirit within, or atmosphere for miracle. But somehow, I will link the two, first and second service, you know. Uh, all the first service, uh, service people are not here this morning, most of them, because people want to go for second service. Some will not go home till the afternoon, I understand. But let's start this way. Are, are you following me? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think I should try and use the story of Jehoshaphat and the son of Ahab to illustrate this point of how important this thing can be. Why is singing very important to God? That the Bible says that be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms. And the Bible says, is anyone afflicted, let him pray. Is anyone merry, let him sing. Hymns. And the Bible says, come into his presence with singing. Let's read Psalm 100. And then Psalm, Isaiah 54 says, sing, O barren. Why is this very important to God? I want to tell you about an atmosphere this morning. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. So when you read a scripture like this, don't just read, practice it. Now, do that now. It does not matter. You might be alone in your room. When you read the scripture... The Bible says, not hearers only are blessed, but doers. Doers are people who practice. They do. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, in the middle of the night, you are just trying to read your Bible. When you come across a scripture like this, do it. The power is in doing, not reading. So, do it. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord with... Come into his presence with what? This is the divine protocol for assessing the throne of the king. You don't come into God's presence complaining. It will not answer you. God cannot be intimidated with your long face. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Bible says, <laughs> Serve him with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us. Not, ours, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Next verse. Enter into his gate with thanksgiving. And into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
enter his gate with thanksgiving. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 3. Maybe we should start somewhere from verse 10. Hallelujah. Everybody say the presence of God. Why I'm reading this is because we want to read Psalm 114, but I just want to show you something. Oh, okay, put your hand and let's read Psalm 114 first. We read it last Sunday and I want us to read it again. Some messages you have to repeat them because it's not about us being alive today. It's about us being alive every day. When we come next Sunday to church, can you come with joy? Can your attitude be like that of the psalmist? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Can you start celebrating coming to church from your house every Sunday and every Wednesday that you are driving to church with joy? If you do that, something has to happen to you in that service. Hallelujah. There are two legs on which uh, the glory atmosphere rests. Number one, expectation. Number two, excitement. Wherever the Holy Ghost sees these two things, it will move mightily. And I was able to show them a little on Wednesday. Crusade grounds are not special. They are not different. The only difference, the only difference between crusade grounds and churches, the only difference is the fact that when there is a crusade, out there there is excitement, there is expectation. And when angels sense that, they are all over the atmosphere and the Spirit of God will move. If in every church, those two things are present every Sunday, there is excitement in the air and there is great anticipation of what God wants to do, the Spirit of God will move. Those are like, they are like kind of magnetic for, they, they draw the Lord to anybody who has that. And it is the first thing that the devil attacks. When it's about to strike, the atmosphere around you will be dull and dry. This is why people don't know what to bind at times. When you sense that joy is evaporating from you, start speaking and start commanding your soul to return back. You are about to be attacked when there is a wrong atmosphere around you. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. If you cannot sing again, there is a problem. If on a particular day, songs are not bubbling out from your spirit, there is a problem. You might not be a good singer. You don't sing for anybody to hear. But you just don't sense joy inside here. Go back inside and start praying. There is a problem if that's happening to you. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, When Israel went out of Egypt and the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah was his sanctuary. (laughs) And Israel is dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains keep like rams, and the little hills like lambs. What ailed the old sea that you fled, old Jordan that you were driven back, old mountain that you skip like ram, and little hill like lambs? He said, tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord. The presence, the most powerful thing that a Christian, are we going to this foolish service that the fact that do we bring the presence of God down or we ascend into his presence? I just want to show you some scripture, second service to just prove that point. Are you following me? That, uh, but the key thing here, no wonder, Moses was on God's throat like this. If your presence does not go with us, let us stay here and die. And God said, you know what? Exodus 33 and 34, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Why did Moses say that? 
they were somewhere in the wilderness. And he said that if your presence does not go, Moses must have read ahead of time, Psalm 114. And he, said he must have concluded the only reason that mountains will skill before us, the only reason that seas will part before us, it's not because of our skill or anything. There has to be a divine presence. If the presence of God does not follow, you see, listen to me, there is nobody. There is nobody. Um, two Sundays ago, I told them on Wednesday, two, uh, two weeks ago, myself and Pastor David here, we were in Texas when we Benin Smith. And he said, in my crusade, I am picked those who see the first two rows. He said, there's a wrong person there, the power of God will be, it will, it will be short, it will, somebody will destroy what God wants to do. And he said, Ketrukuma does the same thing. He said, robot does the same thing. You'll think, they pick those who say the first two rows. He said, anytime I'm singing worship and somebody looking at me, he meant that I will come down from the stage and whisper to the person who said, please, leave this place. The Spirit of God is the most sensitive in God's out of the Trinity. The only one that Jesus said that sinned against him will not be forgiven. He is extremely sensitive. Christians don't know what you do when others lift up their hands and you are looking. I just don't feel like singing. The Holy Ghost, interestingly, the one that is working on that right now is the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. And he explained to us that the reason for that is just... Now, I've known this is just the right atmosphere has to be present for the power of God to move. And then when he was talking, he said at times, I might be receiving a testimony and then be talking, and I will notice that the anointing is not present. He said, I will run back to the state and begin to worship again. The anointing is always present. You either plug in or you are out. Are you following me? Anywhere you see the mighty move of God on a Sunday morning, where is the evening, Friday night, anywhere in the world, that mighty move of God can happen in every meeting. People are more conscious of God on some days than some other days. So Moses said, if your presence will not go, that means if the consciousness of your presence is not there, there's no point moving because nothing will happen. Nobody, that is why, not even Jesus Christ. Nobody just went on the street to just lay hand on somebody and say, people made them, they, they don't know. Jesus got to the pool of Bethsaida in John chapter 5 and there were multitudes of impotent people, sick people there. He healed one man and disappeared. You only do what the Father is doing. And you can only do that when you are conversant with the atmosphere where God is moving through. Can I hear loud amen? amen. Are you following me? Yes, this is very, very important. See, this is why at times it's important to wait, pray in your room and wait until there is a move of the Spirit. Outside the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. There's no spiritual exercise you can undertake without the Holy Spirit. And how he gives his blessing is to breathe his anointing on you. Then you are empowered for that task at that moment. I wish all businessmen would know this. Because without him, we can do nothing. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying this morning is that that presence has something to do with singing. Now, let's read this story in 2 Kings chapter 3. I'll start from 13. This is very important to let you know the importance of atmosphere. Now, this is um, 2 Kings chapter 3. Let's start from verse 13. You know the story. I won't go fully into the whole story, but it's a very interesting story. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophet of thy father and the prophet of thy mother. And the king of, king of Israel said, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together 
to deliver them to the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, before we might start, surely, were it not that I regard the presence of Joseph the king, I will not look towards thee nor see you. Listen to me, everybody. Now, this is a little bit away from the message, but somehow is part of it. The people around you part time, they matter. They can create an atmosphere of blessing. Honestly speaking, relationships are important. There are people who can kill your faith in a minute. All the people that I know speak against churches who are also Christians, they fellowship with certain people where they sit down and they start saying things, and your faith is taken away from you. You cannot. So, in the same way, the Bible says, to him that is joined to the living, there is hope. There, are, there is a kind of association you enter into also, and you are lifted. Now, in this place, Elisha was going to go the negative, but he went in positive way, all because of association. He saw the king of Israel. Ah! He said, idiots. <laughs> because this was the son of Ahab and Jezebel. He said, go and meet the prophets of your father. Why are you here? You have a problem and you want to come and meet because you have heard that I have double portion of Elijah's anointing. He said, honestly, I don't want to see you guys. He now said, ah, three of you came. Jehoshaphat, the one at the middle, is a good man. He said, honestly speaking, if not for Jehoshaphat, I won't even see you at all. Then he said something next verse. Then, no, no, go down, sorry, verse 15 now. Next verse. But now, bring me a Mishrael. And it came to pass, when the Mishrael played, that the hand of God came upon him. Say amen. amen. Now, this is something very important that I want to get, I want to show you, so apart from the issue of relationship. Now, this man, you know very well, received double portion. So as, as at the, this moment, this was the most anointed man on the face of the earth. As at the moment this story happened, he was the most anointed because he just received double portion of Elijah, the prophet of fire. So Elijah had double fire on him. Even at death, he could not give a prophecy because only men must speak as they are moved by the Spirit. Now, he was angry when he saw the king of Israel and the anointing evaporated. So he had nothing to say. When he said that because of this good man, I'm going to prophesy. But he did something to let the spirit of prophecy come upon him again. He said, bring a Israel. And as the guy started playing, the anointing came back on him. This is where all Christians, this is where I want to tell you something very important. When you start working with God deeply as a strong Christian, if you want to matter in the kingdom of God, one of the first things you have to unravel is that what causes the anointing to flow in your life? I bet you 70% of you don't know. It is not the same thing for everybody. It is not all miracle workers that sing worship like Benin. There is an area that you can touch God like no other person. It will take the Holy Spirit himself to reveal to you. Did you hear that? Say amen. amen. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, there are general things. And song is general. Actually, or singing. Whether you have good voice or bad voice, God enjoys your voice. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Kenneth Egan said that he couldn't sing at all. His own was so bad that he went for a music lesson. And the teacher said that, honestly, sir, in my history of training, in the training people on how to sing, I have never met anybody with such a terrible voice. He said the first time I would tell a student that you are rejected. Him. <laughs> he said, God, there's nothing I can do. But the Spirit of God taught Papa Egan that his own was always, he was singing in form of Psalms, be saying Psalms. You should see some of the meeting when, when he was alive, when he did. Oh, I saw one. He was just saying those things and he touched one guy. The guy stood up, ran and climbed the pulpit and fell at the back. That was how far the anointing carried the guy. And the meeting scattered. For the next day, was, he called on almost 12 people to share the grace. Nobody could share the grace. As they got there to pick the mic, they were all for them. All of them. They were like, let's go, let's go, Miss Let's say, bro, because he was laughing. Two men were holding him and were like, bro, 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 okay, come and close the meeting. And that one will get there and say, okay, let's, 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 let's. And they will go down. The atmosphere. But you see, singing psalm is a kind of singing. <laughs> what I just want to bring out of the story. When Elisha created the atmosphere, the anointing moved. Did the anointing depart before? No. It departed from the anointing. Many times we live away from the power of God. The power is present at all times. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say atmosphere. atmosphere. I want to be sure that you are getting what I'm saying this morning. Are you, are you following me? Everybody say atmosphere. atmosphere. People don't know. He told, you know, Benny told us something. Um, when Kendrick Kumar was here, said she would demand that there should not be any wheelchair in the main auditorium one ministry. Because the first time she did it, nothing happened in the meeting. As she was preaching, knowing that she had that kind of level of anointing, everybody would be looking at her, looking at the wheelchair at the front. She went, she went to watch her to preach. They put about 30 wheelchair right before her at the front. And as we were preaching, everybody was just saying, okay, she will soon tell one person to get up. Nothing happened. So she said, you know what? Henceforth, put them in the next room. When we all concentrate on Jesus and we are worshiping, out of the 30 or the 50, we get up or 20 and they will come to the main auditorium to testify. The Spirit of God is extremely sensitive to atmosphere. Now, there is an atmosphere that produces miracles. That's what I'm saying. So the Bible says, when Israel went out of Egypt, so the, the sea fled. The mountains de departed. But it, they all happened because of the presence. So the question is, how then do I bring down the presence? And that's what I'm sharing, that it has something to do with our fellowship with the Spirit of God. And in many times, God gives you a song. So the first thing that must get out of the way, the spirit of heaviness is the number one hindrance to the move of the spirit anywhere. Whether you are in your room or you are in your church, any church that is too quiet, the spirit of God cannot move. That is why heaven is not quiet. The Bible says around the throne of God are voices. Voices thunder and heaven is not quiet. And when heaven settles in your life, your life can be a quiet life. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when Sunday folks are in church and they are quiet, they are costing the rest of us. You are costing us. We need to go extra to wind you to. There must be joy. Now, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8. Oh, 
Prayer is not your strength. Prayer runs very well on the spirit of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, we go to a scripture and I want to close with this. Are you hearing me today? Let's read that scripture again, Isaiah chapter 12. And this sums it up. Entice God with praise. Oh, Lord Jesus. When you wake up and you lift up your hand, I love you, Lord. You start sensing the move of the Spirit. When you want to pray, and you pray with excitement. When you come to church, and you come with great expectation and excitement, the Spirit of God will always do something in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In, I think it should be what verse that says that with joy you draw water out of the well of salvation. Verse 3. Everybody read together. With what? With what? You see, Lagos people don't, I told them, Lagos people don't have wells much. I grew up in Abiokuta. She grew up, she will understand very well. I've known her for many years, my wonderful sister. Um, in Abiokuta, many houses, because it's a city on the on on, on, on on the kind of hills and rocks, and so almost every house, they have a well. Or they had it, I don't know whether they still have many. But when I was growing up, they had, we didn't have, and, but my neighbors and some other people, a well, I used to go and look at it. It was something very wonderful. I mean, some of the wells were like 100 meters deep. They were that. And uh, the water would be about 40 meters to 80 away from you. Somewhere down, we used to look, we used to be afraid, you know. <laughs> and many interesting things happened then. I used to be afraid. I used to think that one day I would fall inside. But I never stopped going to peep. Then there was one guy in my neighborhood. When they, all these soldiers are, uh, who went to war and they got shot and then maybe something happened, some now mentally retarded, you know, just walking around. And, so all the children neighbor used to abuse him. They used to call him condemned soldier. I never did. I wanted to join, but my, my father would beat daylight out of me, so I could not say. But my friend used to say that to him, and they would abuse him, and they would run away, and they would do that. They were catching their phone. So one of my friends, one day, they did, they, the tap was not running. So he was fetching water from the well. <laughs> A very funny story. And this soldier came to stand behind him. <laughs> he knew he couldn't run. And he said it to him in Yoruba. That so, you call me condemned soldier. <laughs> and the guy confessed all his sins. <laughs> he was sweating. <laughs> he said he knew, he felt he was going to throw him inside. And because it was, no, it was mentally unstable, nobody would. So he said, as he was holding the thing, he was praying. Dear Lord, after about three minutes of harassing him, the guy left. Ah. <laughs> he went to do Thanksgiving in his church. <laughs> Amen. So, but this is the thing about a well, which I told them last week. Unlike tap, you are helpless without a drawer. So many times they would tie a rope. Some will use buckets. Some will use like a kind of rubber. They will tie a rope. The rope will be like 60 meters long, 70. So you pull it inside. 
and then sometimes you put stone inside the, inside the bottle so I can go inside the water and then draw the water and pour it. This is the point. No matter who you are, no matter how thirsty or how desperate you are in need of water, if you don't have a drawer, you are as helpless as, nobody without, as somebody without a well. No matter how powerful your well is, no matter the size of the well at the back of your house, and no matter how clean the water inside the well is, if there is no drawer, you are helpless because your hand can reach it and you cannot go inside. You need a drawer. Otherwise, you will be looking at water 50 meters down there and there's nothing you can do about it. This is what the Bible is saying. That with joy you shall draw. So the drawer is joy. They well as water. Salvation means soteria. Inside the world there is healing. There is deliverance. They are all available in the water, but if there is no drawer, you are as helpless as any unbeliever who has no well of salvation. Can you begin to see why there are many Christians who live like humble? Check their lives. I can give you a guarantee. There is no Christian that is full of joy whose life is down. Are you with me? In counseling, when people start talking, that's I check at times. When the marriage is about to break, the first thing that happens is that they lose the joy and the excitement of the fact that they are together. Once they are not excited about each other again, that's the beginning of the crisis. It is the first thing that the enemy goes for. In fact, the purpose of persecution against you is actually to rob you of your joy. That's why we said, I can't it all joy. When you fall into, because if the joy cannot depart, the miracles are certain. Have I been able to let you see that joy is a serious business in the school of the spirit? Oh, some go for fasting and prayer. Yes, that is more. You cannot tell God what matters most to him. He is the one that tells you what is important to him. He didn't say, come into my presence with fasting. That will set some people free. I therefore say with all authoritative finality, without any fear of contradiction, the sincere truth is that Many of the guys who are praying and fasting for days on the mountain, let them come, instead of doing seven days dry on the mountain, let them do one day of joy. They will have greater results in their lives. It matters a lot to God. He said, come into his presence with singing, not go to the mountain with fasting. Many times we have fabricated our own methods. I'm not downplaying, uh, downplaying fasting. I'm just telling you that we like to use our methods, thinking that when we afflict ourselves very well to please God, why not follow the divine protocol? That's the divinely laid down protocol. Joy. Oh, live all your days celebrating. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to instruct you. Have songs in your car. All of you are two things that should be in your car. Messages and songs. As you are driving, coming back from work, instead of complaining about traffic, play songs and begin to fellowship with God and begin to celebrate in your car. You will hear the voice of God when you start living like this. This is very important. Shall we rise? Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.